Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord. If you've been a Christian any amount of time, you probably have this on a coffee mug at home. You've seen this on a Christian reel or meme. Trust in the Lord. How? With all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. What a beautiful promise. Father, I pray right now for our church today. I pray you would anoint this word, that you would anoint God me as a communicator of your word. May I just be a vessel of honor today. God, may I be able to deliver your word how you've delivered it to me. And God, I pray that we would each go home different than the way that we came in today. That we would go home better, full of faith, and ready to trust in you. And the church said a great big amen. Amen. Well, hey, I've got a confession to make. And it's an honest confession. uh, But it's this. I'm a pastor, and most of you get that. And even as a pastor, sometimes I struggle with trusting in God. I love God. I want to serve God with all my heart. I love the Word of God. I believe in God. But sometimes there are issues in my life that that can make me feel a little uneasy. And it's about things that I'm walking through. And sometimes my trust is put to the test. And I'm a pastor. I love God. I love his word. I'm full of faith. And sometimes I struggle. Can anybody relate? Can anybody relate in this room that you love God? You're full of faith. You've been serving his house. You read your Bible. Maybe you fasted and you've prayed, but sometimes you can, you can struggle with trusting God. Sometimes in your mind, we all play the what if game, right? What if I'm single for the rest of my life? What if I marry the wrong person? What if my children grow up to be heathens? Am I the only one that thinks that? What if my bank account does continue to drop? What if that situation at my job doesn't resolve? What if my business never bounces back? What if health is never restored to me? What if my parents do get a divorce? What if that thing that I've been praying for doesn't happen? And in what ifs, in the what if moments of our lives, we want to trust God. We, we know we need to trust God, but sometimes in those what-if moments, it can be hard to trust God. It's not always just that easy. Come on, anybody going to talk back today? Maybe it's easy for you. Maybe it's easy for you in every situation that you walk through to just say, I got this. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I will not fear. I will not worry. I will not stress. But we live a pretty stressed life sometimes. There are people all around you that you touch on a daily basis that are stressed, that are anxious, that are confused, that are worried, that are struggling. And oh, we've seen it on a mug. Trust in the Lord with all 
your heart, but it's different when it goes from a mug to your life, to your situation, to where you're wondering if your kids are ever gonna come back to God, to you're wondering if your marriage is ever gonna get healed. But that doesn't make, that doesn't make it any less important, even though we struggle with trusting God, to trust in God. See, we've got to learn to live our lives trusting in the Lord. How do I know this is an issue? How do I know this is a concern with our world? Well, I Googled it this week. And this week, I was doing a little crowdsourcing, and I was just getting a pulse on some things. And so I went to YouTube, and I just I typed in the following, sermons on, and then I didn't type anything else, just sermons on. And I wanted to see what the first 10 searches underneath were. So if you don't know this, Google is, uh, YouTube is ran by Google and Google is an algorithm. And the algorithm's job is to guess what people are thinking or to show you the most popular search results. And so I went to YouTube and I just typed in sermons on. And the first thing that came up on YouTube, above prayer, above money, above marriage, above anxiety, Number one was sermons on trusting in God. On Google, it was number three when I Google searched it. So here's what that means. Apparently, in 2022, we're all wondering, in light of my circumstances, in light of what's going on in my family, how do I trust in God, people are trying to figure out every day, God with the government like it is, God with my world like it is, God with my finances like it is, God with disease like it is. How do I trust you? And so I wanted to test my hypothesis, so I just threw it out on social media and I said, help me answer the following question. Trusting God, why is trusting God hard? And it took no time for Facebook to be filled with comments. It took no time for Instagram to get a bunch of replies. And before I knew it, I had just a plethora of responses from people that said, this is why it's hard to trust God. Number one reason why most people say it's hard to trust God is letting go of control. By far the biggest response out of every person that responded, the biggest, most overwhelming common denominator was letting go of control. Do I have any control freaks in the room? Look at all the honest people out there. Even, even if you're not a control freak, all of us, friend, want control. What would be my definition of a control freak? I'm not talking about the narcissistic people that, you know, just want to get ahead and just maybe the world's definition of a control freak. I'm talking about the people that believe that 100% of their life's outcome, success and failure, is dependent on them. They say, if I succeed, it's because I made myself succeed. If I succeed, it's because I did the work. I put in the time. If I don't succeed, it's because I did it. Something is wrong with me. And those things will either lead you to one of two things. It'll lead you to, to be full of insecurity, full of doubt, right? Because when you don't succeed, you become insecure. When you don't succeed, you become full of doubt and worry and you begin to struggle and you begin to, 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 to your, your, your identity, your, yourself, it begins to just get pushed lower and lower and lower and our world is full of people 
that, that life hasn't went the way that they thought it should went. And because of that, they blame themselves. Well, I should have tried harder. I should have did better. I, you know, should have, could have, would have. Or on the other side, you believe that life, you know, is all about you. And if you succeed, it's because of you. And you're filled with pride, my friend. And everybody around you sees it. And the Bible says that God resists the proud. Proud is, pride is not of God. Pride will make you take the credit for a path and a door that God opened up. Pride will give you a false illusion that everything you have is yours and because of you and there is no God. Pride will make you think when you woke up this morning, you gave yourself that breath. And so we struggle with letting go of control. Somebody else said worldly temptation. Somebody said the lies of the enemy. Somebody said because we just feel like we know better. Somebody said the world. We let our thinking you know, become guided by it. Somebody else said fear. Anybody ever struggle with control, you know, or, or struggle trusting God because you're just fearful? You're fearful of the outcome. You're fearful of what other people will think. Someone said, said this, and interesting, the second half of these things that people said, I, I think were, were lumped into just a big category that was this. I don't trust God because of what I've seen in other people. Somebody said, I don't trust God because uh, I see bad things happen to God-loving people. Somebody said, I don't trust God because of arrogant, selfish leaders in the church with a look-at-me mindset. Somebody said, I don't trust God because of past hurt from father figures or trauma. Another person said, I don't trust God because I'm watching our country's leaders and our church leaders, and I'm watching them not address specific social decline in our society, and it makes me... It makes me or makes trusting God hard. Somebody else said the hypocrisy of others makes God trusting hard or makes trusting in God hard. And it was so fascinating. I thought of those things and I thought, man, it's so interesting that a lot of times we don't trust God because of other people. I thought, I can't believe that. But we know that to be true. Because other people can disappoint us. And other people can let us down. And, and our stuff, as we may, sung a minute ago, it can fail us. There is only one thing that will never fail you. There's only one person that will never let you down. And that thing is putting your hope in, a, in, a, in, in not a what, but a, but a he, a who. God. He's the only one that won't fail you. He's the only person that won't let you down. But I get how sometimes people will let you down. And so putting your hope in God can be a challenge. Because you put yourself in this pattern of everyone around me has let me down. Everything around me has let me down. So I'm sure God will just do the same. Oh, you know Jesus loves you. You know Jesus is for you. You've read the scripture, but trusting God for you is hard. And so here's the question that we have to answer today. And the question is this. Can you trust in God? I want you to think about that for a minute. And I want you to answer this question in your own heart. Do I trust in God? Where is your trust at? And I want to answer the question for you with yes. Yes, you can trust in God. Why can you trust in God? Because he is absolutely sovereign. He is absolutely sovereign. 
You can trust in him because he is infinite in wisdom. You can trust in him because he is perfect in love. He's sovereign. He's full of wisdom. He's perfect in love. And if I'm going to put my trust in something, I would rather put it in something that is perfect, something that is full of wisdom, something that would, is, is full of love. I'd rather put my trust in a God that is above all, that is through all, that is in all, that made all. And so can you trust in God? Yes. I'm here to encourage you today. He is worth putting your trust back in Him. People failed you. A job failed you. A situation failed you. But we serve a God that is worth putting your trust back into because He is above all, in all, through all. He made this all. He is infinite in wisdom. He's sovereign. And He loves you. He loves you. Maybe today the word for you is to try again. Do it again. Trust Him again. The scripture said this that we opened up with earlier. It said, trust in the Lord. I think learning to trust in the Lord starts with actually trusting in the Lord. easy to laugh but this is where it begins really the word trust is to cling to it's to hold on to how many times are we clinging to and holding on to the wrong things we're clinging to the things that we think provide us security that we think provide us a solution but God wants us to to cling to him. See, the principle is this in order to hold on to God, you've got to let go of whatever you're clinging on to. In order to trust in God and cling on to him, you've got to let go of the other things that you're clinging to. And I don't know what you're clinging to this morning if you're struggling with trust. Maybe you're clinging to this idea of, you know, I, 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 I am in. Let, let me say it this way. In, in a world full of struggling to be in control, the first thing that we have to learn to do if we're going to trust in God is we have to learn to surrender to God. You will not trust without surrender. See, we were taught to push our way to the outcome, to, to flex our own muscles, as Chris was saying a minute ago, talking about flexing, to flex our own muscle and push to an outcome. But I think with God, if we're going to trust him, we've got to cling to him and we've got to surrender unto him. You've got to learn to surrender, to let go and give him your finances. You've got to learn to let go and give him your dating relationship. You've got to learn to let go and give him your marriage. You've got to learn to let go and give him your job. You've got to learn to let go and give him your health. You've got to learn to let go and fill in the blank. What is it that you need to let go of in order to fully trust in him? You cannot cling to him holding on to something else. And so God, I want to I want to let it go. I want to as 1 Peter 
5.7 says, I want to cast all my cares on you. What do you need to cast on him today? See, surrendering to the Lord is a game changer because when you truly trust in him, guess what happens? You go from living a life with natural outcomes to supernatural outcomes. See, if you only put your trust in yourself or you only put your trust in the things of this world or the people of this world, you will live a life of natural results. But sometimes we don't need a natural outcome to what we're praying for. Sometimes we need a miracle. We need like a sun stand still moment where God, if you didn't exist, it would not happen. I think so, so often we live, you know, with so much minutiae stuff where it's like, you know, even if there was no God, it would figure itself out on, you know, on its own. And so we live with this false reality uh, of we can do it or we can, we can, you know, we can figure it all out. But not everything in life can you do on your own. There are some things in life where you need a supernatural outcome, and so you've got to cling to him. How do you cling to him? What well, says trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart. With all your heart. This word heart, love, in, in, in the Hebrew, it's, it's your inner man. It's not your organ that's in your chest. It is not the feeling that you feel. It is an inner man that governs you. Proverbs says this, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. There is something in you that you lead from, that you love from, that, 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 that you need to be in step walking from. It is your heart. And if we're gonna trust in the Lord and we're gonna cling to him and we're gonna grow in our trust, we've got to learn to give him the inner man, the part of us that governs our life that says, this goes beyond feeling, this goes beyond understanding, this goes beyond my natural comprehension. I surrender my heart to you. It's the same thing that you do when you give your life to Christ for the first time. You surrender your heart to him. And then it is a journey of over and over again surrendering it to him. Saying, God, I didn't just surrender it to you once, but in this situation, I surrender it to you again. And when my marriage isn't going good, I surrender it to you again. And when my finances aren't working out like I want, I surrender it to you again. I'm going to surrender my plans to you. I'm going to surrender my whole life to you. The thing that governs you. The thing that will choose whether you walk to the right or to the left. So you got to go to him with your whole heart. And then you've got to choose, it says, to lean not on your own understanding. When you look up that word in scripture, it's to, 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 to lean, it's to rest, to support, to trust. In other words, it's saying, and trust not in your own understanding. You are not infinite in wisdom. Friend, you do not know all the answers to life. As much as we think we have it all figured out, sometimes you don't. Sometimes the way that is right to man will end in what? Death. Your word says that. There is a way that seems right to man, but the end leads to death. 
See, the thing that you think is right always isn't always right. If you just trust in your own understanding, you might lead yourself to a path of destruction one day. And then you'll blame God, but the reality was the only one to blame is yourself because you were trusting in you, not in Him. You were resting in yourself and your own skills and your own abilities and your own... Ever been there? Oh, I can figure this out on my own. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I got this. We don't always got it. And so I want to learn to rest and support and trust in Him, even when it doesn't make sense to me. See, when God calls us to step out, it doesn't always make sense. When God directs us, it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always make sense to do what He's asking us to do. But I want to let go of my own wisdom. I want to let go of my own understanding. I want to let go of my own plans and I want to cling to him. And then it says, and acknowledge him in all our ways. That word acknowledge means know him. In all your ways, know him. In all your ways, submit to him. Why? Because he says so. Because you love him. Because you know him. And here's what I found. When you do that, Guess what? God becomes responsible for the outcome. See, if you lean on your own understanding, you are responsible for the outcome. But when we learn to trust in God, He becomes responsible for the outcome. He is the one that right after that gives us the beautiful promise of He will direct our paths. And when I first read this without understanding it fully, here's what I felt like, honestly. That is a letdown. If I give him all my heart, all my understanding, and I cling to him, he's just going to direct my path? He's just going to point me where to go? And you've got to understand, what he's saying here is more than just he'll give you direction. He's not going to just point where to go. It's not if I trust him with my whole life, he's going to just like that way. No, this word, if you look it up in the original text, it is the word yashar. And it's not used in this sense as a noun, but it's used in this sense as a verb. And the word yashar means to make smooth, to straighten out to to sweep or clean or prepare. Culturally, back in these days when a king would maybe come, his heralds would go out and they would begin to yashar the path. They would begin to clean the path and they begin to fix the potholes and they begin to smooth it out and straighten it out. So when the king came, the path was smooth and straight and easier. See, it's more than just he'll point you in a direction. This morning, he wants to yashar your path. When you trust in him, when you lean not in your own understanding, when you give him your whole heart, he wants to smooth out the path ahead of you. He wants to carve out the way ahead of you. He wants to make straight the way ahead of you. Does that mean the road's going to be easy? No, the road's not always easy. Trusting God sometimes is difficult. But I will say this, I'd rather trust in a God that is smoothing the road out ahead of me, that is making the path straight ahead of me than me trying to figure it all out on my own. And so, yes, it doesn't always make sense. 
But a beautiful promise is God will not just direct me. He will yashar my path. He will make it straight and clear. He will make some hard things easier. There will be an ease. Doesn't mean it's free from every obstacle, but one thing says this, he makes it manageable and pleasing. I love that. The commentary says he can make it manageable and pleasing. I need a God that will make some things manageable for me. Because sometimes I feel like I'm juggling so much and it's not manageable. And so God, may you manage my path ahead of me. If somebody is managing something, that means they're in control of it. And so I want God to be in control of the thing that's ahead of me. I closed with this. Luke chapter 5. It says, on a day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. They were listening to him preach. And at the water's edge, there was two boats. And and there were some fishermen. They were washing their nets. They were frustrated. They hadn't caught anything. And Jesus got into one of the boats that belonged uh, belonged to Simon, Simon Peter. And when he asked him, uh, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught people from the boat. And after he'd finished speaking, he said, Simon, put out into deep water. Put out into deep water. I want you to notice this phrase. Jesus is inviting him to do two things. Put his trust in him and then to follow his instruction. Because he says, put out in deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. And maybe you walked in and that's how you feel that Jesus is asking you to trust him on the tail end of going through the night. That you're in the middle of the night. Your situation has been difficult. The path has been hard and you have been fishing metaphorically and catching nothing. And Simon is looking at Rabbi Jesus and he is saying, you are a fisherman, or I am a fisherman, you are a rabbi. Let me do the fishing and you do the rabbiing. Let me do the catching of fish and you do the preaching. Who are you to tell me how to fish? Who are you to tell me what to do? Because what you're telling me to do makes no sense. We fished all night. We've caught nothing and you're telling me to push out deeper and let down my nets. And I want you to see what Simon Peter says next. Because maybe you felt like Simon in this moment. It's like you've been fishing all night. Who is he to tell me what to do? He doesn't know my situation. Yeah, you wouldn't think this, but we all do this. Yeah, 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 God, but you don't know what I'm walking through. Yeah, 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 God, but I, I, I know I, I, I know that I'm struggling financially and you're asking me to give, but it makes no sense. You don't know my situation. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm worrying about, you know, all these things. And you're saying, don't worry about tomorrow, but you don't know the world I live in. I know, I know, I know, I know. You say, forgive those that hurt you, but you don't know my sister and what she said. And it's like that's the moment. He's saying, do you trust me enough to put out into deep waters and do something that makes no 
sense. See, when you begin to trust God, he will give you instruction. His word is full of it. And Simon looks at Jesus and look at how he responds. He says, but because you say so, this is trust. Because you say so. It doesn't make sense. I don't know if there'll be any outcome, but you're in the boat and I'm choosing to trust you. So because you say so, I'll let down my nets. One prayer that I think that everyone in this room as we close has to learn how to pray. Lord, help me to surrender before the outcome. Lord, help me to surrender what I cannot control. See, you don't always have the power, and I know you found this out before, to control everything. But you do always have the power to surrender. And he chose to surrender before the outcome. But look at the outcome. When he had done so, when he trusted in the Lord, when they had done so, they caught a large amount of fish and their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And when they came, they filled both the boats so full they began to sink. When Simon Peter fell to his knees after this and said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all of his companions were astounded. They were just astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. So were James and John and the sons of Zebedee and Simon's partners. They were all astounded. Notice a simple act of surrender led to a huge miracle. And in verse number 10, it says this. And then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on the shore and left everything and followed him. Notice he, 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 he surrendered. He laid down his nets. He laid down the thing that provided him provision. He laid down the thing that provided him security. He laid down the thing that he had trust in. And he left his net and said, I'm following him. I guess if I were to have two points, it would be this. You got to learn to surrender. And then you've got to learn to not pick the thing back up that you surrendered. I know that's real profound. Selah. But may you, may you learn to surrender the thing that you're clinging to. Surrender it. Let it go. And then may you choose when it gets tough and it's not in your timing and it's not working out how you want it to. Will you keep yourself from not picking it back up? Will you stop the constant struggle of God, I give it to you, I take it back. God, I give it to you, I take it back. God, here it is, but let me have it again real quick. And would you lay it down? Say, I trust you. I trust you. See, David said this, some, they trust in chariots. Some they trust in horses, right? Some want to trust in government. Some want to trust in the economy. Some want to trust in their bank accounts. Some want to trust in 
earthly relationships. But we're going to trust in the name, the name of the Lord, our God. Would you stand with me all across this room? Maybe today you need to come around the front and you need to lay something down. There's nothing magical here. You can do it in your seat, but may we not just hear a message and say, oh, that was good. But may we actually be hearers and doers of the word. Some of you today, you need to hear the word and you need to respond to the word and actually decide today, seal it in your heart. I am going to cling to him. I'm going to let go what I've been clinging to and I'm going to hold on to someone new. I'm going to hold on to the one that created it all, that is in all, that is through all, that is above all. I'm going to hold on to Jesus. And maybe you've been holding on to him with one arm, but you picked back up the thing in which you let go of with the other arm. And today you need to drop it off again. Or maybe it's just a determination in your soul. No, I'm doing good. I'm never going to pick it back up. I'm never going to pick up my own understanding again. I'm never going to pick up my own plans again. I'm never going to pick up my own wisdom again. Did God give me that wisdom? Yes, but I'm going to know that it was from Him. He's the one that gave me the wisdom. I'm not going to live in pride. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in insecurity. But I am going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I am going to acknowledge Him in all my ways. I'm going to surrender everything to Him and lean not on my own understanding. And I'm going to walk out of here with a promise today, believing that He will direct, make straight, smooth out the paths that are in my life because He is absolutely sovereign. He is infinite in wisdom. He is perfect in love. And you can trust God. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. With every head bowed, every eye closed, maybe today, friend, the thing that you need to do is you need to, for the first time, put your trust in Him. You've been living life your own way. You've been trying to figure it out on your own. Today, you need to surrender your heart to Him. You need to make Him the Lord of your life. See, He is either Lord of all or He is not Lord at all. Today, it's a decision to say, I will make you Lord of all, all my life. I'll give you my heart, the thing that governs everything in me. Nobody looking around, may this just be a private moment. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If today you would say, you know what? I need, to, I need to surrender my heart to him. Or I've been far from God and I need to re-surrender my heart to him. I need to put my faith back in him. I wanna pray for you. Would you just slip up a hand if that's you? I'd love to pray for you. Nobody's calling you out. 
But if you're ready to surrender to God, to put your life, your hope, your trust in Him, come on, raise it up high so I can see you and pray for you. Thank you so much. Father, I pray right now for every hand that is raised. I pray that this would be a moment, a line in the sand, where they would surrender all of themselves to you. They would learn not to trust in themselves anymore, but to lean on you, to commit to you. And if you slipped up a hand a second ago, would you just pray this with me? You can pray it out loud or you can pray it in your heart. Would you say, Lord, I give you all of me. I give you all my heart. I give you all my mind. I give you all my soul. I give you every part of me. And today I choose to trust you. Come on. If you're trusting in God today, would you just give him a shout of praise? Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.